Please bow with me in prayer. Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Last week, for those of you that may not have been here, we actually focused on the reading from Nehemiah, but we also talked about the Gospel reading. And what we focused on in the Gospel reading that led us back to Nehemiah as we unpacked the Scriptures last week was the centrality and the importance of the Word of God. And one of the verses that we focused on is found in Luke 4.21, which is the verse that we're actually beginning with this week, where Jesus says, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your presence. Today. And if you look at the rest of the reading from today, and before the reading for for today, you see Jesus referring over and over again to scripture. He talked about last week, we, we focused on the reading from Isaiah. And Jesus talked about the prophecy of the Messiah. And then he points to Elijah and Elisha in the Gospel reading for today. And he talks about how God fulfills his word and how God reaches out. And he wants people responding who are going to have open ears, open minds, open hearts to what it is he has to say. But in between those two and the quoting of Scripture, we have this verse right here. Today, this Scripture has been fulfilled in your presence. Today. How difficult it is for us to live in the moment. Have you ever noticed that? Today. Today. Because so often when you have family gatherings, what do we do when we get together as family a lot of times? We talk about the past. We talk about the stories. We're nostalgic whether those stories are positive or negative. We talk about the stories and oftentimes the past. Or we're thinking about the future. You know, what's coming? What am I going to do after the service? What am I going to do later? And the in-between, the today, the moment right now is sometimes difficult for us, many times difficult for us to live in. You know, think of that classic time in your life that you might refer to as the in-between. In fact, you know, when you sell uh, these days in advertising, you're aiming at the tweeners, okay? The tweeners, middle school. Now, I don't know how many of you during your middle school years and those of you that might be in your middle school years have really been happy with middle school. We even call it middle school. Now, I don't know about you, but if there's one age I really wasn't thrilled with, it was seventh grade, that middle school time. I mean, I remember, I look back on that, I had braces, glasses, I was a little plump, I was a boy soprano. Should I keep going? You know, where you live in that, you live in that age where you're not a child anymore, you're beginning to break those apron strings, and yet at the same time, 
You're not quite an adult. You're in the middle. You're in between. And how uncomfortable we are in that in-between. Think about other times in our lives we've lived in the in-between. Moving. When you're moving and you know you're moving, there's part of you that wants to hold on to where you are and the past and the memories. There's, there's part of you that is already grieving leaving that place behind. And then there's the future where you're moving to. Or a job where you're leaving a previous job and you're in that uncomfortable stage, the in-between, before you start your next job. Or if you're retiring or downsizing. You know, when the guy is going to be home all the time. And what the wife is feeling about that and what the husband is feeling about that. Those in-between times when we're not quite sure what life is about and what life should look like. And sometimes in reality, that's how we live in the today. Because we've experienced the past and we're anticipating the future, sometimes it's hard for us to just stay focused on the here and now. Jesus says, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today. Because he wants them to focus on the now. What is going on right now? Now, before we actually get into some of that, I want to talk about the synagogue system. Because Jesus was speaking in a synagogue. Now, Probably most of you don't know much about synagogues, so I'm just going to give you a little bit of background. They probably were established somewhere around 1000 B.C. because there's a reference to synagogues in the Psalms. But really they found their heyday in, let's say, 400 to 200 B.C. Because that's when the school of the Pharisees really began to blossom and take over. That Israel was losing momentum, if you will. Much of the faith of the Israelites and the Jews was centered on Jerusalem. And that's where, if you will, the feasts and festivals took place and all the people would go and they'd get all excited about their faith. But in the meantime, they're out in the synagogues. And the synagogues became a place of studying and discussion of the scriptures. Became a place of prayer and praise. Became a place of fellowship, and even actually many times associated with the local Jewish government because they really weren't in charge. The Gentiles were in charge, depending upon who was conquering them at the moment. But it became the Jewish government center, which means it focused a lot on the Jewish laws. So the synagogue became a place of tradition, a place of legality, a place of community, but sometimes lost the original intention. The original intention of this is God's word for you to live with today. Not holding on the past glory of Israel. Not only living so that the government would be overthrown and the Messiah would take over again. But the scriptures were given for the today. And Jesus calls them back to that. 
And you know how committed, when they first established the synagogues, how people were and how we lose momentum because we get lost in the past or kind of maybe hopeful or even hopeless for the future? It was pretty much an assumed, not written in the scriptures, but kind of written in Jewish tradition, that if ten families, ten families end up in a certain area, that those ten families would commit to building a synagogue. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine ten families being so committed that they would take it upon themselves to build a church? See, we lose sight of how central the Lord is meant to be in our lives, in our community. And how He wants us to live for today, and then we share this blessing with other people. And that's the idea. When Jesus is talking in the synagogue, He's trying to get them out of this malaise that they're in. Either this idea of traditionalism and legalism from the past, or this hope or hopelessness for the future. And learn to live today in the will, in the Word of God. That's why He says, today. Okay, with that in mind, now let's launch into the Scriptures. Jesus reads this passage from Isaiah that talks about the Messiah. And he closes the book, and that's when he says, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your presence. And a wrestling match begins. I mean, did you catch what unfolded there when that scripture was read this morning? On the one hand, we're told that they were amazed at his words, his gracious words. If you get to the end of the passage, how he spoke as one with authority. So you've got this person, Jesus who's known to be a miracle worker already. So there's power in this person, Jesus. He has the power of God operating in his life. And then you have him speaking with this authority on the Word of God. And everybody sits back and is amazed by it. And, and they get the sense of God's grace, the gracious words that are being showered upon them. And then what do they do? They discount him. They discount him. Wait a second. Isn't this Joseph's son? Why are we listening to him? So Jesus tries to wake them up. Because he senses their wrestling match. You know, that Jesus is seeing what's unfolding. That they are caught in this sense of either holding on to the past or hope for the future, but not willing to live into God's will right now. And when Jesus says today and confronts them with this reality of how they're supposed to live their lives, they want to escape it. And how do they escape it? They attack the person of Jesus so they can undermine what he's just said. How often people do that. Do you really believe in this Jesus? Is he really who he said he is? Did he really do what the scriptures said he does? Or is the person bringing me the word of God really worth listening to? And so we tend to discount when it challenges us. The word of God challenges us to live for him today. We discount it. And that's exactly what they were doing here. 
and so they reject Jesus. Because that's the bottom line that begins to happen in this particular scene. I mean, what they say is, this is Joseph's son. Let's remind ourselves who he is and where he's come from. It goes back to the Jeremiah reading. Did you catch the Jeremiah reading? I mean, Jeremiah does it to himself because he doesn't want this responsibility. He doesn't want to be challenged and changed. Jeremiah says, hey, Lord, I'm just a boy, okay? And the Lord says, it's not about you. It's about my word in you. It's about what I want to do in you and through you. That's what it's about. It's understanding God's call on your life for now, for today. And you know, when God wants to shake people up, how quickly people, some people, want to discount it and want to move away from it. They would rather be distracted. You know, sometimes what the church does is it majors on the minors. Did you ever notice that? Instead of focusing on what God's really trying to do in our lives, we allow ourselves to get sidetracked by side issues that have nothing to do, really, with the essential gospel working in us, with the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, with the Word of God for our lives now. And we allow ourselves to get distracted, dissuaded, and contrary. And that's the wrong focus. You can get trapped in the past, the good old days, how it used to be, which we tend to, by the way, forget the bad stuff when we do that, or how it's going to be in the future. Because after all, we're promised blessings and eternal life. When God says, I have something for you to do today. To listen to Him today. You know, that famous phrase that people love to quote, what would Jesus do? The word do is present tense, right now. And how do we approach that? Going back to last week with the Word of God in our lives, that when we begin our day, we begin our day in the Word of God. And we say, when we read that Word of God, Lord, what do you want me to see about you today? What do you want me to see about your will for me today? What do you want me to see about me in my life today? What is your will for me to do today so that I can live for you? We don't forget about the past because the past is what brought us to this place. In fact, Scripture will talk about the past so that we remember what God has done and the promises of God in our lives and how He is faithful and trustworthy and will fulfill His Word. And we remember His promises for the future, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin, to deal with the past that would hamper us so that we might know we have eternal life, so that we know our future is secure, so we're able to live today. In the moment. In the day. That's what Jesus is driving at here. And what he's also saying inadvertently is, this we call God's Word. Isaiah. What is God's Word is my Word. It's Jesus' Word. As I said last week, Jesus is a man of His Word. Jesus is the Word of God incarnate. If it's in God's Word, we can trust it today. 
today. You know, at the end of Jeremiah, the calling of Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1, what the Lord says to Jeremiah is, I'm going to tear down what I need to tear down, and I'm going to build up what I need to build up. And that's in us. Right now. That we need to see that the, the sin, the failures, the questioning in our lives, that's what needs to be torn down. And Jesus has dealt with it by the cross, by the way. So that we don't have to live in the past stuck with that. And what He wants to build up by the power of His Word and His Holy Spirit working in you right now. He wants to build you up. You know what His desire for you is for you to know a better you. It's for you to know a better you so you can be better in your family. And if your family's better, so that we can be a better church, so that our church can be more effective in reaching out to this community. That's His desire. But it happens as His Word penetrates our hearts and lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how it happens. And we do that today and every day. You know, I wonder right now how hard it is for you to live and stay in the present hearing what you're hearing. You know, part of us wants to escape. You know, I have to confess, when I was even thinking about my sermon this morning, I was going over my sermon this morning, my mind wandered to the Super Bowl later. I don't have, I don't have a dog in the fight. But I know I'm going to be spending time with good friends who I love. And we're going to be having good food. And there's going to be plenty of laughs. And I know it's going to be a fun time. And you know what? That's easy. This is much more difficult. And how often we want to escape that which is challenging. So my mind ran to the Super Bowl and I have to allow the Lord to bring it back so I can focus on what I'm called to do right now, which is preach. I'll have fun later. But I'm called to preach right now. And how on Wednesday nights, I love Wednesday nights, by the way. Great food, wonderful fellowship. We have such a good time. But you know, Wednesday night is the night before, as I call it, my weekend. Thursday's my weekend. Because that's my day off. And when we come to Thursday or Wednesday night, I'm enjoying the food and I'm enjoying the fellowship. And I'm thinking, boy, I can't wait till tomorrow when I get to play golf then I've got to teach. And that's work. But you know, in both situations, when I'm in the moment and when I allow the Holy Spirit to work in me and through me, I feel so blessed. I feel so blessed. And we lose sight of that. You know, when I'm praying, Sometimes my mind wanders back to what happened yesterday. Sometimes my mind wanders to what is going to happen that day when I pray in the morning. 
And you know, the way to live in the moment, I've learned, is to pray about that and then to come back to being in God's presence and focus on what I need to be focusing on right now. See, what we can learn from following Scripture and listening to Jesus and reading the Word of God is we live with the past. That is to say, what God has done in the past, we live with it. We live with our own past. We don't get stuck there. We allow that to be used by God, to be redeemed by God, to be blessed by God, to bring us to this place. We live for the future knowing that we're going to be spending eternity with the Lord through Jesus Christ and our trust and faith in Him. We live for the future, but we live in the present. And we learn to live in the present, in God's will, in God's way, right now. Because that's what He wants for us. We can be where the people were before they started questioning. We can be amazed at His Word. We can be touched by His gracious words. We can be filled with His power and we can live under His authority. And that's where we want to be right now, today, and every day. Because that's when we know His blessing. You know, Peter... Peter, when he spoke to the Lord when Jesus was walking on the water, and said, Lord, bid me come out to you. And Peter walked out of that boat and onto that water. He knew at that moment, he was living in the moment, he knew joy, he knew grace, he knew awesomeness. And then what happened when his fears started taking over? Possibly remembering what storms could do in the past because he's a fisherman. Possibly thinking about, oh my gosh, what happens if I sink? The future. When he lived in the moment, he experienced the blessing. That's what he wants for you. To live for today. Now. In his grace. In his will today and every day. Please bow with me in prayer. When Jesus was calling his apostles... Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? The same question that was being asked in Luke chapter 4. And we can find ways to discount what God wants to do in our lives. To escape his call. To even avoid his blessing. Because we refuse to live in His will right now. Lord, I pray for those in our midst who really have never come to know You. Your gracious words, 
your authority and your power. And I pray that they might come to a place of giving themselves to you right now. And Lord, for all of us, we're so distracted by the world, by the past, by the future. Instead of dwelling with you in the moment, right now, today. And what your call in our lives is, what your will is for us, right now, today. Lord, I pray that we would learn what it means to be people who live in your presence, not bound by the past, whether it be because of sin or successes, not bound by the past, but living for you and walking with you right now, today. And I pray this in Jesus' name.